This episode is sponsored by VTech. What an exciting episode we have for you. We're going to be joined by Mike Cromwell of Eagle Tech. Talk about the channel, talk about strange dogs you never heard of, yeah. frisbees, and of course wine. Stay tuned, that'll be fun. Ed's in the Cloud. With your hosts, David Portnowitz and Graham Potter. Well, welcome to today's podcast. I'm David Portnowitz. I'm Graham Potter. Thanks for joining us. On today's episode, we're going to be joined by Mike Cromwell. Yes, we can call him Mike. He is Michael, but we're allowed. <laughs> I, I've heard we're You've actually procured allowed. Procured yes, approval? I've, we've procured approval. I've got that written down, and we can call him Mike. So. Uh, Mike is the president or the founder of Eagle Tech, Eagle Tech. and yeah. a really smart guy in the channel. I mean, really knows the channel ex- exceptionally well. Passionate about the world that he operates and in. And so. is uh, tremendous. It's going to provide tremendous insight on what you know. What you're, if you're a VAR today, what you should be doing, where you should be moving to, how, what you should be looking for, the tools you need. I mean, he's got he's got a, a nice advisory firm. That, that recommends, but I mean, he's, he's doing well and his company is, uh, is really hitting on the right, right topic. Yeah, a, a lot of those VARs, those interconnects, those, they don't, they are at a crossroads. They just don't know where to go. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting you know, world as we come out of more of this hardware focus that we've been doing that for years, but yeah. I mean, it's really interesting to see how people are going to adapt into this world. And so it's a lot, resonates a lot with, uh, with our business and, yeah. and our partners. And well, and Andrew, in, in Traditional partners of companies like Toshiba or NEC or mm-hmm. Avaya, um, you know, they have had partners who are used to selling that hardware piece, and, tr- and the transition to the cloud is 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 difficult. Tough, and tough we've road. seen yep. those companies, specifically like Toshiba, struggle with uh, with that transition and, and not make it through. And so, um, you know, it it it's hard. I mean, it's you know, it, there's a million different cloud companies, or you know, I say that with. Uh, with, with my air quotes, you can't see them. This is an audio medium, but I'm That's saying cool. with air quotes. I mean, there's all these cloud companies, but it's not that easy, right? I mean, it, there's a reason why there's only 10, 15 or so that are really good at what they do. And um, so it's interesting. Cool. Mike also talks a lot about SD-WAN, which I think is exciting. I mean, obviously, we have been Hot a big topic. proponent we're, of SD-WAN. Yeah, we're right, we're right, uh, right on the edge of that. Yeah, sure. and uh, our Starbucks is sort of like a voice-optimized SD-WAN. It does... Was S- I'd say it's SD-WAN before SD-WAN was cool. Yeah. I'd say you're, well, you're right at the edge of all this technology, David. You really are. So you provide, you, you know. Your commentary here is very lackluster, I would say. <laughs> I need a little bit more I'm just, excitement. I'm just here. watching you. I'm just sitting there watching. Uh, I'm trying to bring our, our bro, listeners listen, can't, trying to bring listeners excitement can't see You're this. just giving me, you cro- sitting here with your arms crossed, <laughs> thinking about, uh, I don't know, Nigerian <laughs> small goats or something. I don't know. Where did that come from? <laughs> Look it up. They're real things. Nigerian like small goats. It's mini goats. Yeah. Nigerian uh, mini goats. Okay, what did you do with one of those? Frederick, the, our producer, yeah. is shaking his head yes about the goats, yes. Not worth a meal, I would think. It's a mini They're goat. Not, those are the kind of goats you don't, you're not going to get a lot of milk from, but very friendly looking. I was thinking about eating it. Oh, you want to eat the goat? <laughs> Good goat curry. Do you, uh, are you a goat eater? Actually, I, you know, when I go to my local Indian restaurant, they've always got a goat curry and I... I'm too damn lazy to sit there picking all the bones out of it, but the flavor, <laughs> the flavor of the meat is awesome. A uh, goat is very good, yeah. Cool, yeah. I'm a, big, I'm a proponent of goat. 
Yeah, I'm a good goat proponent. Yeah, you don't keep dogs, do you? Why don't you keep a goat? It keep your, uh, it keep, it keep. <laughs> yeah, like we, I think we got a goat. Well, that's somebody, what you got for somebody's us. Somebody's found a goat. A video of a goat. A goat video. There, those, those Nigerian goats. Screaming goats. Oh, screaming goats. Wow. Not to be confused oh, with the screaming goat Takaria no. down in Gulfgate. Recommendation for that. <laughs> Look at that goat. So yeah, I think you should. Uh, I think you should consider keeping a goat, David. Did you know? You don't I don't want any dog, part so. of a goat. No. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> So back to <laughs> yeah, back to business. Back <laughs> so, to business. No, I mean I think um, you know we t- listen. We deal with a lot of these a lot of these partners, and they are at a crossroads. They're really at a transition point. And um, I was just on the road last week at some road shows, and uh, you know listening to partners talk about how they sell the cloud is interesting because you really need to talk to the customer that. Your, the way you architect your, your business for the cloud is probably the most important thing you're going to do over the next five years, right? Because as everything transitions to the cloud, as software applications, as the voice, as your data, everything goes to the cloud. If you don't architect your, your network correctly, you're going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. It can be, you can have the best salespeople in the world, but if you can't, if your business can't, can't connect with the cloud in the right way and stay connected and not go out and have, then you're going to, you're going to get left behind. I think you've got to, you know, from a partner point of view, and I wasn't with you, obviously, last week when you were out with partners, but I'd be interested to hear, you know, if there's a lot of difference between some of those partners in how they position this and pitch this and the kind of story they deliver and and, and how convincing you are. Yeah. And, the, the, and I always think when you do that sort of thing is tie it back to use cases, tie it back to something that's tangible mm-hmm. and real. Um, and I can imagine there's quite a lot of difference and quite a lot of concern with some of those. Some of those partners that we... Uh, we started with have had to make tremendous transitions mm-hmm. in their business you know and even the security standpoint i mean as a partner you have to decide do i want to play in the security game yeah. or do i want to just avoid it altogether yeah. because i mean if if you start down that path you know you really have to know your stuff because yeah. then your your customer's business is relying on security needs on you so if if you're if you're going to go down that route you better know what you're talking about i mean that cuz that that can be you know with with all the security issues we have nowadays, I mean, it's so crucial that that information is locked tight, and that that it's that it's secure. I mean, and it's and it's something that we hear from a voice standpoint too. So, um, listen, it's um it's an interesting space right now. I mean, there is again more and more transition. There is a ton of there's there's lots of new players every day. There's a new UC company we never heard of pop out of the woodwork, and um, you know, it's just interesting to see what happens in the next few months. But anyway, should we bring Mike on now? We can dial him up. Can we dial him up? Les, dial him up. Uh, dial him use up. Uh, the phone. You know how to use Have the phone. Have we paid the bill? Um, no. Yeah. Ring. Ring. Is that as good as you got? Ring. 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 So, English. Ring. Ring. <laughs> well, Graham, today we are joined by Michael. Mike. Can we call you Mike? Can we call you Mike? Mike. Mike it is. Okay. Mike it is. Mike Cromwell, who is the founder and CEO of Eagle Tech Solutions from Dallas. Welcome, Mike, to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Appreciate you joining. joining you. Great. Appreciate you joining us. So How what are it, things in Dallas? Yeah, what's it like in Dallas? Hot? Steamy? It's seasonably cool. We got uh, our first rain yesterday in about six weeks, and uh, it was like in the 60s last night and uh, overcast, and uh, we love days like that in August. Yeah, I was looking at the weather forecast this morning, and as you go down, you know, across the across the country, and uh, some places are still recording 
kind of unbelievably high temperatures. Uh, yeah, they're called know. Florida. That's called well, I know, beyond <laughs> Florida, man. You know, we're, we're not going to talk about Florida and our red tide and no, what have you. No, we got too many so fish. Tale of woe. So anyway, we're not here to talk about that. So, Mike, why don't you uh, give us a bit about your background? I'm, I'm Graham Potter, by the way. Um, I'm, uh, Thanks for the introduction. Yeah, just, uh, just thought I better introduce <laughs> In myself. Well, da- David never, David never really introduced his people it, properly. Anyway, so. Mike, why don't you tell us a little about you? We know you, they know about us. All right. Well, hey, uh, by the way, um, a fire beyond. I've been uh, listening to podcasts, big fans of what you guys are doing, and uh, a lot of great content you guys have been uh, putting out there. Well, thank so, you. Uh, we will definitely send you a T-shirt now. We were waiting for the compliment. Now we'll send the shirt. That's what I was hoping for, all right? Sweet. <laughs> uh, now, so about my, myself, uh, I've been in this crazy business now for 27 years. And it was the first job uh, I had out of college and launched my business about 18 months ago, specializing in working with emerging technology companies, companies that distribute the technologies, um, work with them on everything from business strategy to sales, marketing, uh, distribution tactics, and execution. Uh, I also work with, uh, as part of my core business, with Eagle Tech, um, Netrio, uh, Loop, and uh, a new uh, web property that just acquired the majority interest in. So I've been in, in various sales leadership roles over the years, sold to just about every segment of the market, and through just about every distribution channel decided to do my own thing because uh, as I studied the industry after the last company I was at, we sold the company. We're on the cusp of probably one of the most epic land grabs that we're seeing a seismic shift right in front of our faces. And it's an exciting time to be here. And there's an awful lot of companies that, that need help. So um, what does Eagle Tech, so I mean, I hear you work with a lot of companies what what are you guys specialize in what are you doing for these companies like what do they hire you guys to what are they bring you in to do initially it's uh the classic consulting although i cringe calling myself a consultant because uh <laughs> i've always been a, a the, the 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 guy that uh, was leading sales teams and marketing teams and uh in the past saw the big companies spend an awful lot of money bringing in these big time uh, consultants and, uh, you know, give you a big thick binder after six months of work and, and half the stuff uh, you're already doing. Um, so I, I consider myself an advisor. I work with uh, CEOs, founders, uh, boards uh, with, I love working with emerging technology companies. I love focusing on companies with five to 20 million in revenue. Uh, but also working with distributors. I've been in the agent business for 15 years uh, on the service provider side, know the community. Uh, so also uh, working with MSPs, VARs. And so my model is come in initially as an advisor. Mm-hmm. And in that role, it's all about understanding their business model. Uh, what's the strategy? What makes them unique? What are the core differentiators? Uh, what's their target market? And is the strategy for sales, distribution, marketing, is that aligned uh, to, to, to make it a fit for them? And my, for 27 years uh, that I've been in sales, nirvana for me is always, if you, can, if you can leverage your core key differentiators and find a market that, that, that needs that, and it's also in a market where there's, uh, it's, it's advantageous competitively, uh, you're going to crush it. So what I do when I go into clients is I'm always looking for where those, where's the intersection between what you do that's unique um, 
where's your value proposition and what's the market for it where it's relevant because if you can solve problems for customers and it fits square in your wheelhouse that is where you put your focus and that's what's going to get you the best roi from sales and marketing so do you do you operate mainly in uh, north america mike or do you, do you venture out uh, out beyond well, yeah, and I'll tell you, uh, I've been I've been at this now for just under eighteen months. Uh, so year one was about uh, I probably had thirty, forty companies come my way, but was very uh, cautious about biting off more than I can chew because sure. I wanted to prove the model, get the framework in place. So no, I'm not doing anything internationally yet. Ultimately, I've got a lot of a lot of relationships around the globe, and would love to, but uh, I got to. I got to be very careful about the the, the the space I go. Yeah, sure. In order to not buy up more than I get shipped. Sure. So, so oh, go ahead. You had great. So, 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 what are some of the uh, emerging technologies uh, that excite you? You know, what are what are some of the things that you can share with our uh, listeners that, that really excite you? Um, well, first off, what, what what I get really enthused about is I'm just one of these guys that's just very uh, curious and passionate about technology. Guys, since I was a kid. Um, so what I love about technology is, to me, it starts with looking at the enterprise, looking at B2B and, saying, and looking at what are, what are customers, um, what's happening with the enterprise today. And so what's happening with the enterprise, I'll start there and work back. Uh, you look at digital transformation and you look at all the initiatives that take place around um, improving employee productivity, engagement, uh, supporting your clients better, using artificial intelligence. The market to clients better and using predictive analytics to really understand what the buyer needs before they know they need it. And uh, so there's some really fascinating things that are happening on that front. If you look at, you know, when I was doing the research before when I was deciding whether I go do my own thing or go back into the corporate world and do another another gig, uh, I did a ton of research and I found uh, the, the, the most Transformational uh, illustration I saw was probably the Gartner Magic Quadrant <laughs> on uh, or the Gartner Hype Cycle Curve from Q4 of 2016. And if you remember that curve, and I then went back to every other you know 15 Hype Cycle reports, everything stacked up on the left side, uh, unlike any other Hype Cycle Curve we've seen. So what's happening now is. You can develop application software faster than you ever could before. Uh, computing horsepower is better than it's ever been before. Bandwidth is getting exceedingly cheaper every year. Uh, WAN performance is getting better and better every year. So it's it's this acceleration, almost of Moore's law, where uh, everything is moving at warp speed. So companies can watch businesses as evidenced by what's happened with Uber, Airbnb, and other disruptive business models, they can come out of nowhere at a low cost. And so so what does that mean for us in the technology space? Whether you're selling UCAS or selling SD-WAN or you're selling cybersecurity uh, or you're selling network, your customer is typically going to be the CIO or IT, you know, VP of IT. And... uh, if you look at the demands due to the digital transformation I talked about, the demands on their job are changing. The CIO is a different job than it was five years ago. They're now probably arguably the most critical member of the executive team. They're char- charged with uh, establishing the innovation strategy, 
enabling the technology, the, the applications their teams build impact every functional organization within the business. There's, they have seated the executive table now. So, uh, and if you look at the technology that's coming at them, what's fascinating to me is five years ago, those IT buyers had a handful of vendors they worked with. Today, that number is in the dozens and dozens, new technology coming at them. And so the implication for anybody on this call who's leading a technology business or trying to sell to that IT buyer is they are counting on good salespeople today more than they ever have. You got to come in uh, and establish yourself. You got to be knowledgeable in technology, knowledgeable in terms of solving problems, and helping them translate their problem into a technology that you can help them solve and improve in ROI. So, to me, um, the, the the technologies that map back to that enterprise that are fast that, that I think are just on fire right now. Number one on my list is SD WAN. <laughs> yep. um, by a wide margin, I think that. Uh, you know, SD-WAN, while different variations have been around for a long time, it is going to be the catalyst, like the first domino that falls, that's going to open up a whole lot of things. And I think it's going to be, um, I'm, I'm on the uh, aggressive side of the forecast, and that uh, I believe that a lot of the analyst reports today are pretty conservative. So that's probably the one I'm most fired up about and pumped up about what's going on with uh, IoT, cybersecurity, of course, I've been immersed in UCAS for five years, um, so I, I I love everything that's going on in UCAS and the things that are happening on the contact center front, uh, integration, so lots to be excited about. Cool. Um, I know you also have a sort of a, a lean towards the wholesale market and sort of what do you see there and, how, and how, what are you advising wholesale clients? What are you telling them right now? Well, I tell you, it's a, it's a, if you're currently a wholesaler, so you've got the ability today to do billing, you've got resource in place to do uh, ordering, provisioning, delivery, uh, then it's about expanding your product portfolio. So uh, it's about getting better efficiency. So if, if you're in the space today and you're not doing UCAS, you need to be. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not, if you don't have an SD WAN strategy, that is an absolute must have. If you're a UCAS provider without an SD WAN product, uh, you are missing revenue. Um, if you've got, um, and there's certain elements where uh, you got to be doing things like managed services. So, um, because with customers now, the enterprise customer having an increasingly more complex solution to manage, they're counting on their partner to help them out. So whereas before, if you had an MPLS network installed, client's got one number to call across, let's say, 100 locations. They go with an SD-WAN solution and a multi-carrier DIA, uh, de dedicated internet uh, design. They're going to have potentially a dozen different companies to call. So the, the, the service provider, MSP, the agent, can bring that together with a managed services offer. So... I'd say, first off, if you're a service provider, expand your portfolio. If you're a traditional VAR, an MSP, and you've got certain capabilities, um, my argument is you ought to be getting into white label UC um, and other areas because you're going to add more value, you're going to own the customer, you're going to surround it with ancillary services you've been in for years, make more margin, and make uh, significantly more, create significantly more value for your business if you ever want to exit. 
So if, from, from a white label, like why white label it as opposed to just resell it from the vendor? I mean, what, what's, what's the strategy behind that? Uh, I mean, you could do either. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, we had this debate at my last company. We landed a private label, believe it or not. Yeah. So we sat, I mean, we probably had hours of debate whether it's a private label, white label, resale, wholesale. At the end of the day, it's about owning the client, the contract, having a contract between you and the client. You had a control over it and uh, you doing the billing on it. And whether you call that white label resale, uh, I think the variant, the nuances are how much control you're giving the, the, the person who's selling. But are you concerned about, I mean, like, I would say if you're getting into white label wholesale, your concerns probably are more around the lines of the billing and the taxing. I mean, it's just so Correct. complicated. So, I mean, oh, are you, big time. I mean, are, big you, time. are you advising? I mean, we, when we go down the wholesale white label path, you know, we usually end up doing the billing and the taxing because yeah. it's just so yeah. complicated. Um, and, we yeah. have, and we have, you know, yeah, the whole department that, that does, that, yeah. yes, that's filing tax returns year round. So I think that's something you have to think about if you're going to go into that space is, do you want to be responsible for that? And what we found is a lot of large MSPs that do white label are probably not with, not taxing correctly. You know what I mean? They're actually like not, oh, absolutely. they're not doing what they're, I mean, if they were ever to sort of get audited, have, yeah, audited they would probably fail. And so- right. It, that's something you have to sort of weigh as you go down that path. A big risk, by the way, the business if you get it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I, I tell you, that, that, that triggered thought. You know, you know, when when I'm out there talking, uh, the interesting thing is now that I'm um, not uh, leading a service provider, I, I get while I, while I spend a lot of time focusing on sales, marketing strategy, business strategy, I find myself increasingly being asked about. Who should I look at? And what are what are some of the things that I ought to consider? And so I've actually start, uh, start. I was, <laughs> well, and, and I tell you that's that's where I was going because you know you guys have uh, some billing as a service and the capability to enable your partner to do taxation. No, we do. I mean, we do, we'll do it for them. Yeah, we'll do it for um, them. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, that's something I couldn't do at my last company that I asked for for two years. Um, and there's other things, right, that you guys have dialed in. It's uh, If I'm an MSP today and I don't have the capability to do white label but I, or I want to own the product mm -hmm. and I'm looking at the landscape, the key things you got to look at are what kind of tools am I going to get? Uh, am I going to be able to uh, – am I going to get tr the right training? Am I going to get portals? Am I going to get material that can be branded? Um, am I going to have be able to train my operational people, my uh, you know the service delivery folks? Yeah. The, 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 do I have a solution for you know help desk tier one, right? And and do I have a playbook that you're going to give to your MSP? Because one of the hard lessons I learned when 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 we got into the wholesale market at my last company was first year my sales team went out and kicked ass in the market. We signed up over a hundred. Uh, partners to do uh, white label, but at the end of the year, it was classic 80-20 rule. And as we looked at the other 80%, we found our biggest problem was driving adoption. Yeah. And so the solution to that was uh, we, we took the approach, which I think you guys are doing there very nicely, which is uh, we we looked, we, our goal was to become the McDonald's franchise of UC. <laughs> that, you, know, you buy the franchise. And we teach you how to make the fries, the burgers, how to ring them up, how to brand yourself, the whole nine yards. So uh, our, our claim to fame was 
Um, we take it from signing a contract in the market, selling a product or brand out in, in 30 days. And that's a great model because I think a lot of the partners, they're, you know, a lot of them could be smaller shops, right? I mean, they, they're not gonna, they may not be giant teams of, with like an operations department and a billing department and a marketing department. I mean, they may be, they may be two-man shops. They could be a shop with 10, 15 people. Mm-hmm. But if they're yep. selling, you know, UCAS and security and desktop as a service, I mean, if they're selling a bunch of products, it can get very difficult. To, you can get very easily sort of bite off more than you can chew real quick. You know what I mean? So right. I just think it's a it's a... It's a delicate balance you have to have to sort of make that work, and I think you know the best partners do, and and that's where you talk about the eighty twenty rule is, you know I don't think that's unique to that to your business. I think that's, you know we got obviously we have great partners that are that sell sell sell, and then you know we we have partners that we just try to stay stay, stay top of mind on. I mean that's that's really what 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 I think about is is how do we gain more mind share of our current partner set? I mean that's all I really think about is like because. It is difficult. Everybody is putting pressure on them. Everyone wants them to sell their product. So it's, you know, what's going to differentiate you as opposed to the next mm-hmm. UCAS provider or security provider or SD-WAN a vendor? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, the good thing for the partners is they have a lot of choice. The bad thing for the partners is they have a lot of choice. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, it, it can be, it can be uh, hard to, un- to figure out how to run that business well. And, and what I think is uh, where, there's a, where you can see uplift, on the classic 80-20 rule is that what we found is if we were dealing with somebody that had cloud services in place today, they had a lot better likelihood of adopting and driving out of the chute. They were traditional yeah. bar. Uh, in my last company, we spent a, our core customer base was independent phone companies, ILACs. And if, you, if you've been uh, selling equipment, traditional network telephony, there's a big learning curve relative to how you sell uh, software. Absolutely. A lot more about getting into having a business discussion with a client, understanding how the use cases and what problems you're solving, how to prove out an ROI. Um, Ask Toshiba. So- Ask NEC. They'll tell you it's a problem. I mean, like, <laughs> selling, selling traditional voice is much more difficult than selling a cloud solution. I mean, it is. It's, you have to change the way you approach it, and you have to really talk about how the business is architected for the cloud the correct way, and if you don't do that, you're never going to sell it right. I mean, you, you just can't, you can't transition. Yep. And that's what a lot of VARs have struggled with, too. I mean, the, the VAR community, I mean, they have to become MSPs. They have to. Be, they, they have to. Otherwise, they're going to get left behind. Yep. So. Yeah, there's various studies. I have this debate with people all the time. I was talking to a VAR last week in, uh, in Chicago. Uh, and a big debate about what's going to happen with the equipment business. Well, you look at a whole lot of uh, uh, analyst reports. You look at trends. I, it's yeah, there's, the business is still going to be there, but it's like the shrinking pond in the desert. Yeah. Yep. All, all yeah. over time. And if you don't, you know, there's a perfect opportunity for bars to transform themselves today. But it's you know, if you don't transform now, it's like the people that are at the beach when a tsunami is about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> At the beach, they go, you know, see that. Well, holy cow, the 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 the, the tide is way out there. They're picking up shells. And guess what? If, if you do that and you don't see the warning signs, by the time you realize that you have to change, it's too late. Yeah, it's all over. Yeah, opportunity for bars now. Where, by the way, I argue is well positioned as anybody to kick ass with UCAS. Sure, absolutely. As 
They are in the business today. They got brand in their markets. They have technicians that are maintaining and managing equipment today. So they can take a product, surround it with other things they do that they can make money on. And, uh, and so to me, if I'm a VAR today, I am going full throttle in that direction. I was, I was talking to a, a partner recently of VAR, um, and he was telling me this story about he didn't sell UCAS. He only, you know, he sold security. He did network. He did IT as a service. You know, he did. He was doing their their, their servers, and someone came in and sold a, a UC solution to the company. Well, who ended up doing all of the work for the network to actually like get the UC solution installed? He did. Yeah. So. But he won't pause. And, and, and he didn't. And he didn't sell it because he yeah. didn't sell any voice. Yeah. It was like he was like I. I'm the one who's. I'm the one who runs this company's network. I know where. I know where all the holes are. I know how to set it up, and and then I'm not even selling the voice. Yeah. It's just silly. So I mean, yeah. he was like, "Look, I need I need to get my company into voice." You know, he was, and so it was. I'm sure there are well, thousands. There's, a, there's, of, there's lots of we've had lots of partners come across like that as yeah. well. Though. We've had we've had people come out of uh, out of the alarm world. We've had people come out of the you know data networking physical world, security. But, yeah, 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 that have all come across. So, Mike, you, you started the business in uh, Eagle Tech in 2017. Um, what can you tell us about the company now? Num- number of number of people, some of the people that you've got in the business. Number the, of people, the, it's just him. Look at him; he's doing. I know. Well, there was a second guy. I saw. <laughs> I saw the other guy there. The... Yeah, and if you if you look over through the window, there's a few people milling around. Out yeah, there. I saw a few people checking out around there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, today it's uh, it's it's a relatively small team. I got uh, I got five folks that, uh, that that were they're on board at this point. Nice. Um, we are at this point. Uh, so the model is uh, advisory work, which I got uh, four folks that, that that are doing advisory work on a contract basis, and these are all folks that have executive level um, in, in sales, marketing experience. Cool. Uh, we've also uh, Nirvana for me is we help the company build the right strategy, the right plan, and then we pivot to execution. So I'm doing that with a company called Netrio where on a part-time basis, uh, I serve as their head of sales and marketing. Nice. So for Netrio, um, I did the initial advisory work. My conclusion was we have a, this is a great solution. We hit the intersection between uniqueness and market opportunity, trend, solved the problem, nailed it. And we did it, but it only took, you know, I thought it would take 90 days. I figured that out in about three weeks. So then hired <laughs> We built up. Uh, we built up their agent uh, distribution model. We're now into four different uh, master agencies, including Avant, Intelsys, CNSG, and PBI. Um, and what we're doing is really unique. It's uh, their core business historically was outsourced knock as a service, and they've been they invented that business model almost uh, 16 years ago. And we have since uh, helped them pivot to now we're. Doing that for MSPs, bars, nice. partners, because and pairing that with SD WAN. So if you think about the flex you sell on SD WAN. So what we're doing now is helping helping partners, service providers, get into SD WAN. Yeah. Or whether they sell Netrios SD WAN solutions or whether they sell their own. What we're interested in is the managed services component to that, helping you know giving the client the end, end user customer one number to call. Across multiple solutions, multiple carriers, any SD WAN platform, and it allows the partner to, to, to add more value. So certainly something that uh, that fits in with the market well. 
And then uh, also complementary to what I do at the core business is that I have ownership in a company called Loop, which is uh, real simple. It's a simple software that solves a market problem, but it just it enables the integration of UCAS platforms with uh, Google-based, Chrome-based uh, web applications nice. for, for click-to-dial and screen pop. So we can do it across hundreds of CRMs and applications, some unique ones that we never, you know, that most companies can't get into. And then lastly, uh, acquired uh, uh, an ownership interest in uh, a company called Buyer Media, which uh, the biggest thing that, that, that was intriguing to me was the UC Buyer, which is a website that has uh, got uh, thousands of followers. Uh, it's been dormant for about a year. Uh, been silently behind the scenes writing some block pieces, but you can see that come back to life uh, with a relaunch here in the next probably 30 days. And uh, I, it's one of those classic stories. I was a sponsor uh, in my last role, and I loved what they were doing so much. <laughs> they had to buy it. That I had to buy it. So <laughs> I had some ideas on some things they had to be doing differently. Well, I think I think UC Buyer and, and Heads in the Cloud should join forces, right? Oh, yeah. we, should, we should definitely see how we can work together there. Really? Absolutely. My thoughts, exactly. We're, we're talking about the same stuff. But, you know, because at the end of the day, what we're talking about here, which is the service you guys do, is that for the audience that's on the call, this business is changing at warp speed. Yeah. Whether you're a partner or your service provider or you're a, um, a customer, you've got to be educating and you've got to be presenting the right kind of content that people need to help their business. And that's yeah. What you get. That's what you can buy. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, Mike, we've uh, taken up too much yeah, of your time already. I appreciate of, the, the time you've given us today. We always got to ask our guests, though, what's the situation at home? You got any pets? I do. He's I ready for the question. He's ready. You primed him. No, I didn't prime yeah, him. Yes, you did. No, he's ready. Yeah, he's, looking, he's ready, though. I know he is. I, I might have figured it out listening to the prior podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a trend. We're going to we're gonna have, to, we're gonna have to stop doing we it. We've got to stop it. And yeah. then we'll have to bring it up well, randomly. Maybe we ask it up front or something like that. We're, we're completely. <laughs> we've got to change the order. We've got to change it. All right, so what do you got at home, Mike? I got two dogs, and uh, they're so damn entertaining that I uh, I set up an Instagram page for them. <laughs> where can they follow? Where can, where can our where can our listeners follow your dogs? Set up like three days ago. It's called Crom Dogs. At Crom Dogs, what kind of dogs are they? Uh, so I got a two year old yellow lab, who is probably the best frisbee catching dog I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, this this weekend, he catches frisbees like that's all he wants to do. Our do it. Same as Graham. Catching frisbee, man. <laughs> we picked up a, uh, we saved the dog that I'd never heard the, the it's called a Norwegian Boohum. What? Uh, and she's a two year old uh, rescue dog. And uh, and she's uh, also unique. Uh, they they like they look like brother sister. It looks almost like a lab, but uh, first dog I've ever seen loves watching TV. I love <laughs> You know, any, you know, I, do you, do any, you know any particular that? channels at all, Mike, uh, you, you've seen? Every time she sees a dog on TV, uh, she is up uh, standing against the, uh, the, the, the TV stand. Awesome. You, I saw somebody comment this on social media recently. There, there's a service you can buy. Oh, you put the TV and on And then it put dog? the TV on for yeah, the dog. Yeah. You leave yeah. it on all day. Yeah. And it's got like dog, it's got yeah. like. It's called like pet TV or something like that. Well, my my, my daughter and son-in-law leave the TV on. No, but it's like specifically designed for dogs. Yeah. 
Like you pay like a monthly service well, maybe charge. We, maybe we should uh, invest some time in a, into a, like a podcast for dogs. And, and a we dog could, cast? Yeah, dog cast. Maybe, maybe we could do something <laughs> like that, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. So that's the only footage I've ever seen uh, of a funny dog video of a dog watching funny dog videos. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like that. I idea. think there's an opportunity for us all in this. Yes. You know, I really do. <laughs> he could buy it. Yeah, I think he should. So, <laughs> so Mike, appreciate, Thanks appreciate so much you spending for the time for us. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'd love to have you back on in the future. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. Take care. Talk Cheers. soon, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by VTech. When you choose Star to Star and VTech for your communication needs, you get more than just a phone system. You're building a relationship with two telecommunications market leaders. No matter what your communication needs, VTech offers a comprehensive and diverse portfolio of desktop, mobility and conference devices that scale from small offices to enterprise level corporations. Peace of mind is important to you and that's why VTech supports your business and start a star with North America based support professionals that truly understand your market to give you the support you need. To learn more about partnering with start a star and VTech visit startastar.com and vtechphones.com. Did you catch the type of dog he said? I heard a I yellow lab. Couldn't quite get what, the second Norwegian one. Bloodhound? Norwegian something or other. Yeah. Norwegian bolo tie? We'll to, I don't know what Fred, you'll there. have to make contact with uh, Mike and just verify exactly what that was. Maybe we can Google it. What do you got, Les? Norwegian Bluehound. B-U-H-U-N-D. Wow. B-U-H, a Norwegian Buhund. Oh, it's a kind it of cool looking. Look looks like a corgi. Well, it's, no, it's a big corgi. Got bigger a bigger legs, corgi. Yeah. Got long legs. It's kind of corgi-esque. Corgi's got little legs. Tails, tails corgi-like. His face has got a little corgi to it. Listen, I don't know anything about dogs, so don't. I mean, don't come at me with like your dog Story. Uh, critique. I don't. I don't know anything we about. We gotta dogs. get you a dog, David. I don't want a dog. dog. That's a cute little oh, dog. That's a, cute, that's a cute little dog. So. Yeah, you should get one, maybe. A boo. I got a dog. Yeah, we know, but that dog, you know, it's that's Buster. He's. Uh, had a lot of issues recently. You may be looking at a bullhund. He's not the most active of animals, but <laughs> he's still around. <laughs> he's hanging in there. Good old buster. So no, that was a good conversation. Really smart guy. Yeah. Uh, love to have him that. on. Uh, love, I'd love to have him back on in a few months and talk about what he's like. What trends has he seen? Because I think he's got a great insight into the channel. Yeah. Um, and you great. don't you don't come around people like that. That. Um, well, and he's had a great he's had a great um, sales. Sales background, worked with a lot of companies, obviously built up a lot of background experience, knows knows all the all the buttons to push yeah. and started that company back in what, two thousand seventeen, so you know, <laughs> many a year day. ago. Many a year ago. No, but it's it's great. I mean yeah. to to small company in in his own admission, but you know, very focused and passionate. That's a glad on your own though. I mean that's, that's scary. A tough, that's yeah, scary. that's a tough thing to do, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. are you looking at now, Les? What what is that? A Sealyham Terrier. Sealyham. Silly, silly. Oh, Les has got one of those. That's what you have, Les. Mm-hmm. What's the name of your dog, Les? Duncan. Duncan, Duncan the dog. Duncan, King of Scotland. <laughs> Duncan, King of Scotland. Is that what you call him? No, we just call him Hey You. <laughs> now, would you let Duncan go in the Tesla? Oh yeah, he's been there. Duncan, go, you let the dog in the Tesla. You wouldn't let Graham in the Tesla, but you let the dog in the Tesla. You know, yesterday, the other day, I asked oh, Les I if I could I if it. I could drive the Tesla, and his response, I swear to God, was this. <laughs> he just gave me like a like not a no, yes, not a no. Not gonna happen. <laughs> not gonna happen. And I said, "It's less. I can. I'm not gonna crash your car." He goes, 
well, it's uh, the Tesla is a lot different to drive than your traditional gas-powered vehicle. I'm like, is there a gas pedal and a brake pedal? I can handle it. Apparently not, though. I've seen, I, I I've seen you driving, though, David, so I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, Anyways, cool. I don't think I'm going to be able to drive the Tesla anytime soon. No, well, you know, you know maybe, maybe you can have a test drive sometime. Next, yeah. time it, next time it breaks down, maybe you'll let me drive it. Did it break down? Yeah. <laughs> Before it breaks down, actually. Okay. Yeah. We have to whisper because Les is sitting here close. Anywho. Alrighty. Should we wrap it up? You got anything yeah, else you want to talk about? What else you got? You been uh, eating anything lately? Anything I went good? to a, a recommendation by yeah. uh, Chef Cavelli, who was on a few weeks ago. He recommended a nice Italian place here. I went there. I hear you're going there I'm this going week. I'm going there this, uh, this Saturday. Yeah. I look forward to your... Yeah. I would give it uh, great homemade pasta. Yeah, look, I had I lamb ravioli. It, it was awesome. delicious. I had a nice bottle of Super Tuscan. Yeah. Uh, I looked at I looked at the menu. It looked pretty. Uh, what are you gonna? What do you, what do you got your eye on? I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna just check You're it out. You get a whole maybe. fish, Branzino. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I can see you getting a fish. Yeah. You look like a fish guy. Yeah. I don't think you're a pasta guy. Oh yeah, I like pasta. You like oh, pasta? Oh yeah, I do oh. like pasta. Yeah. So uh, still waiting on uh, Chef Chris. Still waiting on. Uh, yeah, we haven't waited. We, we up, haven't got. So. I'm still waiting. We're still waiting on our wine delivery too. We haven't gotten a wine. I keep watching. <laughs> I keep. <laughs> I keep looking on a Sunday night when I put my empties out for the. For the, uh, for the trash. You're like, hoping they, someone fills them back up and puts them back on your doorstep? No, I'm keeping an eye on what he's putting out next door to see if ah, I can see what wine he's got. Maybe he's just got some leftovers that he doesn't want anymore. It's like rooting through your neighbor's rubbish. He looks like, what is Graham doing out there? Graham's just got a bottle of his hand. Yeah, look at that. Hey, cheers. <laughs> All righty. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us on this, yeah, this episode of Heads in the Cloud. I'm David Portnotes. I'm Graham Thanks so much. Heads, 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 heads